0: It's a day to worship God. Every day is a day to worship God. This is a day we gather together and do it all in unison and as a corporate body. Praise God. If <coughs> you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Um, I've got something to share with you that God's given to me and um, I don't know how long. I'll try to be as quick as you can. And here's the reason, is because you and God could get a whole lot done without me in the middle of everything. But my job is to get you connected somehow. If you don't want to get connected with God, I can't help you. But if you have a desire for the things of God, Katie, bar the door. How many ever heard that? How many knows what that means? Uh, I'm telling on myself, but us 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 baby boomers well, it's a historic thing where the Indians are attacking the cabin, the arrows are going everywhere, and the the wife is his name's Katie, Katie bar the door, which means put put the crossbar on the door 'cause so the Indians don't break in and get it anyway, which means it's gonna be. Uh, A lot of stuff happening Praise God Hebrews the fourth chapter please Verses 12 through 16 How many want to help me preach today? Can you? For the word of God is quick Amen And it's powerful (laughs) Oh yeah And sharper than any two-edged sword It pierces even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. That means God knows what you're going to say for your tongue hits the back of your teeth and you start speaking because it comes from within. The best thing that you can do is have a worship. You want to change your attitude? Have a worship. Oh, how, how about a complaint? No, you have a worship. Uh, neither is there any creature that's not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open under the eyes of whom, with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Aren't you glad for him? That is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. Don't hold it with a weak grip. Don't halfway hold it. He said, let's hold it fastly. I did some little bit of wrestling in high school, and when you got a hold on somebody and you grabbed it like this and you connected like that, that's a hold fast. You ever hug somebody that doesn't really want to hug you? That's not how you treat God. Are you kidding me? The way this world is, you want a loose hug from God? Huh. Hold fast our profession. For we have not, let's say have not, a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So let us, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. How many want to do that today? You need something from God? It says right here, come boldly before the throne of grace. It's heating up in this house. That we may obtain mercy and that we might find grace to help in the times of need. How many need something from the Lord today? I have never got a place in my life that I didn't need a touch from God. I have never come to a place in my life that I don't need to come to church. I have never had a place in my life that I don't need to come and worship with the people of God. Huh. I need you, Jesus. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and said, the touch of God. I need the touch of God Lord bless you, you may be seated I need the touch of God I need the touch of God I don't need your touch, which is fine I need his touch I don't need a celebrity's handshake going through a line somewhere. I don't need to drive someplace to find a big rally someplace. I need a touch of God. I need to know that when I come through those doors that God's people are worshiping Him. I need to know that when I go through those doors, no matter what you're suffering with, God sees you and knows what you're going through. And he can be touched with our infirmities. He can be touched and look down and say, Raj and Carrie, I know that you need me today, so this is what I'm going to do. Because I need a touch from God. Aren't you glad you're here today? I'm glad God's here. God sees us, doesn't he? And he knows that he can be touched today. So if you need him, desire is the key to touching God. It's the desire. If you desire his touch, then you've come to the right place. If you don't want anything to do with God, then you're in the wrong place. If you don't want anything to do with God, then you need to go do a brunch somewhere at some restaurant. But if you have a desire for God that bothers you in the midnight hour, if you have a desire for God that you try with your flesh to shake off somehow, if you have a desire for God that you keep hearing echoes of people's voices or that you see them in visions and dreams that you have, if you have that kind of a desire for God, then you have come to the right place. You haven't come to a place where you'll meet a God that doesn't care about you. you Come to a place that God sees all that you've been through, and he's got an answer for you today if you desire his touch. I'm tired already. (laughs) Sister Kelly, we we decided to change our names to B.F. Goodrich. (laughs) You'll get that later. In Genesis, we find the creation account. How many's ever read Genesis, the book of Genesis, and all creation? And from nothing, let's say nothing, 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 Nothing. God spoke the worlds into existence. This is how powerful he is. He divided the light and the darkness. He created the seas, the land, the vegetation, and all the creatures that we read about in the six creative days. But on the sixth day, There was something different going on. The Bible says, when it came to man, he formed man from the dust of the ground. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And later, he took a bone from his side and man, uh, from man to make woman, so that we are way different from the other creative beings that God has made. Because he took his time, he melted down, he took his hands, and he gathered up this dust, and he began to form man, and he began to breathe into man the breath of life. And we are way different than any other creation that God made. You look at what goes on today, and they're trying their best to change all of that. I still don't understand these people that, what's the word that they use? Identify with some kind of fuzzy creature or furry that identifies the fur. How many's ever read or heard or seen, you know, I'm a wolf today, or I'm a kitten today, or hello kitty, or, you know, Nobody ever wants to be Wiley e. Coyote super genius. <laughs> that guy never did catch that Roadrunner. <laughs> I spent some time with the grandkids. We are all seven of us piled on the couch watching the Roadrunner. That was fun. Nothing like the old Looney tunes. <sighs> so we are different, aren't we? <laughs> He loves us, doesn't he? Psalm 8, 3 and 4 says this, When I consider thy heavens. You go out tonight in the middle of the night or whenever it's dark and the stars, you look up. You can quote this scripture. When I consider the heavens and the work of thy fingers. The moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Who am I? What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. Who am I God that you care so much that you want to touch rods? I don't know who I'm preaching to today. But if you've gone through some things. You come to the right place if you want to touch from God because He's ready to touch some people. <laughs> the oldest and the largest organ that we have, surprisingly, anybody know what it is? Dear skin. It's the oldest, it's the first one that you develop. And <laughs> we. We try our best to keep it looking young, buy creams, pamper it. Some people abuse it. This is why I've never understood tattoos, markings, anything like that. God made that skin you have. And our job and our responsibility is to take care of what he did for us. So I don't want to mess it up. And they're trying their best to mess things up. They're trying their best to get God out of everything. Because they know that God is. And that someday they're going to have to answer. So they're trying their best to make life like, oh, it's man's deal. They're trying their best to say, well, I'm not going to get going down the political road, but. They want somehow they want to get all the carbon out of the world that doesn't make any kind of sense to me I learned that in the 7th grade trees give forth oxygen and we need it God made it that way he created all the worlds and he put us in there to take, after, take care of everything <clears throat> back to our skin our creepy skin <laughs> our flaky skin yeah we won't Our skin is remarkable though, of what it can do. Its greatest responsibility is to hold fluids inside of our body, since we're like 60% fluid. So when people really get third-degree burns and stuff, it's not that the body can't help itself, it's that you've destroyed the skin and the fluids are coming out. And it helps keep contaminants from getting through our skin into the body. Also releases fluid through our sweat glands to control our temperature. God gave us five senses, amen? And the sense of touch is what I'm talking about here today. There are many different elements that involve touch. Pressure, pain, heat, cold. Your skin has 450 touch cells per square inch. Touching. You feel it. We can detect with our fingertips a smooth pane of glass and one that has etching in it of 1 to 25 thousandths of an inch deep. It's called sensitivity that you can feel that. Yeah, I feel that. You feel that? Let's sand it a little more. Yeah, I feel that. God made that in your fingerprints. God made it for what we are. We are His image, amen? One thing that's different for us, and it's knowing when God Almighty touches us. No one has to explain it, but I believe this, that God gave us some kind of a special spiritual sensor that connects to the Creator when He touches us. Not only physically I'm talking, but I'll go, it goes all the way down into the depths of my soul. How many know what I'm talking about here? How many know the picture that I'm painting here? It's different when God touches you, isn't it? It's way different than God touches you. You can take a pill, you can have an effect from the inside out, and and you can do whatever that pill and the side effects happen. But when God Almighty comes into a room, when God Almighty reaches down to a creature that he created, that he breathed into the breath of life, and he touches that person, something happens all the way down into my soul. John 7, 38 says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Why? Because God touched me. Oh. There's no touch like God's touch, amen. How many with me on there? There's no touch like God's touch. Whew. Yeah. Two school teachers met The school they were teaching at They soon got married And they began composing Christian music It was back in the 60's Her name was Bill and Gloria Gaither Their first hit song was in 1964. I've been singing it all week. Been singing it all week. And you know the song. Can we sing it? He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. (laughs) Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me There's no touch like his touch. No touch like his touch. If you don't know me, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Also somebody from Columbus, Ohio named Lanny Wolf. I've been singing his song too. Because it's fitting, I think. Lord, you know I need a brand new touch. My strength from yesterday is gone. If you give me, Lord, another touch, I'll have the strength to carry on. No touch like his touch. Whew. A Hall Hummer. My wife got me some tickets to Bill Gaither in February this year. That was an awesome gift. We gathered in the first Baptist down there in Naples and had a wonderful time. Oh Raj, you know, wasn't Pentecostal church like no, so when they sing and worship, it's amazing, all the people that stand and worship God. <clears throat> well, you pray for the Gaithers, Gloria Gaithers not doing well in their health, Bill Gaithers still travels, it's amazing. It lifts you up, singing gospel music, it, lift, it lifts you up. Um, <clears throat> I go back and forth, you know, i listen to the news and I'll get depressed and I'll worship God, and I think, man, God, you got all this. 1901, a guy named Sir Edward Henry. This is another history lesson here. 1901, a year before my grandfather's birthday. He was an inspector general of the police department in Bengal, India. He developed the first system of classifying fingerprints. I'm going somewhere. Eventually, it went through the Scotland Yard and even throughout the world. And it would be another 10 years until a man named Thomas Jennings would be convicted on the evidence of loan of a fingerprint in the court in Illinois. You have fingerprints. I do. You do it every day at work. Put your finger on that and clock in. When we, when we worked in 2010 for the census, I, I went to fingerprint learning class. Some people have a difficult time with their fingerprints. They, if they're a block mason, they picked up bricks for forever, and they wore their fingerprints off. So you can't fingerprint them. I don't know what you do. Ah, DNA. Here we go. Pull out their blood. <laughs> Some people, it, because they sweat too much, their fingerprints are too moist, so you can never get the ink right. You know, you smash their finger down. and We had to do all of that stuff, palm prints and to identify you. So you are known. Whether you want to be known or not, you're known by your fingerprints. Why? Because God made you that way. He did. So that we know unless you take precautions, everything that you touch has fingerprints on it. Look at this. This is loaded with fingerprints. Huh. Has a mark on it. Has a fingerprint on it. So if we, if we, I believe that if we can leave a fingerprint on the things that we touch, I believe God can leave a spiritual fingerprint on his people. How many are with me there? (laughs) Ha, you have got touched by God, but also he kind of left a mark on you. So when the devil comes to you and say, ah, there's nothing to it, oh, yeah, I've got a fingerprint. I went to church. I got a touch from God, but I took home a fingerprint of God on my heart. I took home a fingerprint of God on my brokenness. I took hold a fingerprint of God on my situation in my life because he touched me. And I know he touched me. Why? I felt it all the way down into my soul. Ah. All the way down into my soul. I looked through some people in the Bible, their lives, of how God kept his fingerprint on them. I wrote down a guy named Joseph. He was daddy's favorite. He had siblings' problems. You know, they were jealous. They decided to. Take his coat of many colors and kill a beast and smear it with blood and throw the little guy into the pit. That's pretty bad there. With all the other stuff in the pit, you have no idea it was in there. <laughs> I don't think he had Orkin come and spray it, he just threw it in there. Sold him into Egypt. God had his hand on him, though. Because why he's been touched. Purchased by Potiphar, wrongfully accused, thrown into prison, trying to work his way out. Hey, when you get restored, Mr. Butler, don't forget about me. But yet he did. How many's ever been forgotten about? Doesn't it hurt? He knows. He's not. He can be touched by all our hearts. Why? Because there's a fingerprint on your life. Went to be second in command. But he had been fingerprinted by God. And he said in the back in the, end of the last chapter in Genesis, it says, What you, my brothers, intended for evil, God had turned it into good to save much people. So don't think that what you go through in your life you're being you're being punished. Don't think that what you're going through in, in life. Listen, it's not all the bed of roses when you come to the church. When you give yourself and your heart to God, you you people we get the wrong idea. We think everything's just gonna be just rosy. It's not. Because God's got something for you doesn't mean it's gonna be done your way. I I still question God. Don't you think this should go like this? Look, God, this is a really good fit. And I'm trying to sell God something. Yeah, that's, you know, new truck, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, that storm, send it somewhere else because we don't need any more storms over here. So just remember when you're feeling bad and you're going through things that God has a fingerprint on your life. And we look at each other and measure each other up, don't we? Oh, there must be sin in his life. Look what's happening. You have no idea. You know, one of the best lessons that I've ever learned is to get closer to God on your own and leave everybody else alone. You've got enough on your plate, especially now, especially what we get bombarded with every day, especially our devices, especially things that's on the internet that we should be messing with, especially with temptation going on, we got enough on our plate to worry about ourselves if there's something you do you pray for everybody if there's something you do for the church you can't make it here you keep praying for us why because god's in control why because there's a fingerprint on my life because huh? i've been touched by god oh micah 7 and 8 says rejoice not against me oh mine enemies when I fall down, I shall arise. When I sit in the darkness, the Lord shall be my light unto me. Why? Because I'm marked. Because I got a fingerprint on me. Because God's for me. Who can be against me? I've been touched and I've been fingerprinted by God. Hey. Uh. I read a little sign today, or not today, this week. It was something like this. I prayed to God that he would give me a friend, and he sent me a dachshund. Uh, told you we were going to talk about dogs, didn't I? What's that have to do with the touch of God? Max and Molly don't know it, but they are examples all the time to me. uh, Sometimes they're what not to do. Most of the times, these little dogs are the most affectionate creatures. Max is in his chair in the front room looking out the window. He knows our car. He especially knows my car. That's this lady here. When I turn in from work in the driveway, it goes nuts. They start howling. Why? Because the master's home. She taught him that. She won't tell you, but she did. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Sometimes, not all the time, when they're sick, so well, I wouldn't go there either sometimes a touch just isn't good enough why? because it's got to be up in the lap it's got to be up here Max has a problem of he'll stick his face like this come on Max I'm trying to breathe come on Max I didn't want to be held sometimes, Jesus, I know your touch is awesome. I know your handprint's awesome, but you know sometimes, Jesus, I just want to be held. Come on, Raj, don't be such a weenie up here. I, I, I have to get picked up. I have to touch God every day. I'm just that way. I don't know about you, but I can't live without it. I don't know about you, but I need a fix from God. I don't know about you, but I can't make it in the world without his touch. And what's greater than that, to know that he'll pick me up and hold me tight and give me a pat and say, Roger's going to be okay. He's the good shepherd, the Bible says he is. He's got everything for us, doesn't he? And sometimes touch just won't work. I need to be held. Musicians, if you come. I wonder what this piece is. How many knows what this is? Chess piece. I thought, well, I could bring a little one that I have, but it's be hard to see. So I got this one. I had to bring it up here because the kids grab it and pass it all around. Who knows where it end up? The king. They grew up in the same home. They were twins. Scripture says that the older would serve the younger. They had the same cultural teachings about Jehovah. One would be like the field and a favorite of his father, rough and ready. The other would be soft and closer to his mother and honored and reserved the things of God. That's the difference main problem for the oldest one was his relationship with God hear me now to satisfy his hunger of the flesh he sold his birthright because it really didn't mean a whole lot to him didn't really mean a whole lot to him I'd rather have a full belly than a touch of God basically basically I need to satisfy myself, my flesh, so give me the soup, brother. Younger son, Jacob, was a conniver. He got Esau's birthright, and he also tricked his father into blessing him. But Jacob knew what it was about, the relationship with God. God had his hand on Jacob. And when he wrestled all night with God for a blessing, he got his touch. But from that point on, every day in his life, he walked with a limp because God touched me. Again, it's not all bed of roses and stuff and how the blessings of God flow and say, look, this is just a miracle life. It's just the greatest life, all that stuff. There's limps involved in life. If you want what God wants, you're going to sacrifice. If you want what God wants for you to do in your life, you have to give up a lot of stuff. Why? Because if you don't, you'll end up living your life and not living God's life that he wants you to live. That's the rub, isn't it? So God touched him good. He limped the rest of his days. Romans 9, 13 says this, As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Why? Jewish boys, come on, why? Same family, why? Esau didn't want anything to do with the things of God. Jacob did. Malachi 1 and 3. And I hated Esau. God said this again. I thought God was love. Well, he is. But if you want too much of the world and not enough of him, then he's just going to write you off. I'm sorry. He's just going to do that. Because why? Because I never answered the door. How many times if you come to visit my house and would you knock on my door, ring my doorbell, text me or give me a call? And if I ignored you and ignored you and ignored you, would you still be there today trying to get a hold of Raj? No. Esau, have I hated and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons in the wilderness. So how did God hate Esau? Really, Raj, this is, how did God hate somebody? He just took his hand off. That's what this is about. How many's ever played chess, checkers? Sometimes you have board games with devices that you use, some markers. And if you move this king over here, I don't know, I may not want that. Let's move it over here. When does your turn end? don't take your hand off my life God don't take your hand off my life I need your touch I need your hug but I need your hand always on me when you go through some rough stuff you need to have his hand on your life so here's the rub honor the things of God Honor the things of God. He just let Esau go about his life doing his own thing because he loved not the ways of God and righteousness. When I was putting this message together, people began to come into my mind, family members. And I can't make the call because I I'm not God. I don't know their relationship, but they don't attend church like they used to. I want God to keep in touch with me. Amen. I'm just too busy doing my own thing to be challenged by God. So God had to let him go. I'll turn you over to the Where the dragons run and the mountains are in a wasteland, that's your heritage. Because why? You don't have God's hand on your life. But Jacob, God loved and disciplined. God challenged him. God chastised him when he needed it. God wrestled with him. And because of all the things that he did and was challenged by God and wanted the touch of God and wanted the hand of God and wanted the things of God, he walks crazy with a limp, but God's telling him he's a prince with God because of all the things that you've been through. That's why I need to get to his house. That's why whenever there's a call to come into his presence, that's what's so secret about. So being a saint of God in the church is not about prosperity. It's not about having all the good stuff. That's not what happens when you give yourself to the Lord. That's not what happens when you're baptized in your name. The best thing is all your sins are forgiven. The best thing is I rise. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I've been touched by God. I've been fingerprinted by God. And I got his hand on my life. And no matter where he moves me, he's still got a hold of me because he's not done yet. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. But if you want the hand of God still on your life, he's here for you today. Being a saint of God in the church is about living the life that God wants you to live and not doing what you want. So, Give me life's struggles. Give me all the difficulties. Give me the problems and the situations that other people say, wow. And they'll sit on the sideline and then think, well, you, you're, you're, there's something wrong with you because of what's going on in your life. But you know what? Give me all that stuff, but give me the touch of God. Give me all that stuff, but I want his hand on my life. I don't have to have a new this, a new that. I don't have to walk in. I don't have to have all kinds of money in my bank account. All I have to have is God's hand on my life. A guy named Asa in Psalm 73. I won't take the time to turn there and read it. You can when you get home. You've heard it before. He said when he looked around, he saw the prosperity of the wicked, how the wicked had this, the wicked have that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be political, but sometimes when I see pictures and I see newscasts and I see all the stuff, but I don't see God. I'm sorry. I love this country. I love this country, but I think God's just went like this. He said, my foot and I well slipped. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't look around anymore because they got all this stuff. They got everything going. They got the momentum of life. They're happy and all that kind of stuff, but not really. They're happy. And look at God's people. We got nothing. But you know what we got? He said, but when I went into the house of God, when I came to church on Sunday when they started singing the songs, when worship started flowing, when the presence of God started moving over all of us, he said, that's when it came to me that I need the presence of Almighty God on my life. You can have the world, but give me Jesus. Lord, I need a brand new touch. My strength is gone. We measure our success by the riches and the stuff we have. It's not how it's really done with God. He's interested in making you holy, not giving you stuff. He's interested in you helping you advance His kingdom. Not you advancing your own kingdom. The bad thing here, here's the bad thing. If there is, you will never know that his hand is off of your life. That's the problem. That's why I always want to be sure. I always want to get the church. I always want to feel his presence. I always want to feel his touch. Because I couldn't bear to live without his hand. So you do your thing, okay? Do your thing. And God will do his. You just got to make sure your thing is God's thing. I don't know how this altar is going to turn out. I don't know how. We're just going to open this altar up. You think everything's cool and there's no issues and I'm being good, but I'm far from where God really wants me to be. And He's taking His hand off my peace. He'll let you go because you never answer the call, He'll let you go because you never answer the door. Stand, can we? You need God to touch you today. This altar's open. God has given us the power. The Bible says we're ambassadors. So that we take we we step in where He's gone, and we're here and we're the church and Even if you, your neighbors, if they need a touch, if they need a hand, if they need something from God, you can put your hand on them. That's fine. And pray for them. If you want to come down front, come on down front. But I just think we need to pray and sing and worship and talk to God and check it out and make sure God's got a fingerprint on me and make sure that his hand is forever on my life. Because I need his touch today, don't you? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, touch me, Lord. Come on. I'm here. I come all this way. I'm not here for an accident. I'm here because there's a purpose in my life. I need your touch. Come about.